centuries of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshu, Laskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. The reason why I said both Jews and Gentiles is because the Jews are generally considered the, the children of God, isn't it? Or the people of God, or the nation of God. But Paul is saying that in this matter, the people of God and those who are not the people of God, the value is what? The same. We are all under what? Sin. It means that the effects of sin, um, the punishment for sin, you know, and what else? Everything that has to do with sin, as it will happen to the people of God, is that's the same way it will happen to the Gentiles. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It, it's this, the value is what? The same. And mind you, Paul is here talking to um, what I will call the church in Rome. He's preaching to the church in Rome. He's written a letter to them. Are you here with me? Now go to verse number 10. Projector, if you can be very alert so that we can move quickly, please. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Romans chapter 3. Verse 10, Bible says, there is none righteous, no, not one, including you. Hallelujah. So, you see, when, when you begin to see what the word of God says, then you begin to understand that there is trouble. Hallelujah. It's like when you are children in the house, and then in those days, you see daddy coming with two canes. Immediately say, eh? Charlie, today there won't be. You, because you know that there is something wrong somewhere. Say, has somebody done something to what? Did you forget to sweep the room? Did you not scrub the bathroom? What is it that you did? You, you are wondering what? Uh, one day, I was a very young person then. I was in the house. Then my father took a cutlass. Then he went to one of the trees close by. And then he cut a nice straight stick. I, I think it was a lemon tree, but it was very straight. So he cut it and then he used the thing to take up all the spikes that are on it. 
and then he put it. So I was wondering what was going to happen. <laughs> so as he put it there, then he called, not me, but my cousin. <laughs> Call, come, sit down. So he started talking to this, my cousin, very nicely. You know, this, 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 you see? Okay, so take your time, this and that. Okay, um, you know what? I have a certain stick I've put there. Can you bring it for me? So the guy went for the stick. So when he was handing over the stick, then my father took the stick with one hand and held him with the other hand. And then, <laughs> hey, your, 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 your guess is as good as mine. It wasn't easy. He was, it was like he was weeding the back of my car. The guy would jump like this, then he goes up like hey. And the grip, my father's grip, and when he grips you, you can't, you can't. The guy had done something, but you see, he didn't know that he was in trouble. He didn't appreciate that he was in trouble. Otherwise, when he was called, he would say, Uncle, you know what? I'm, I'm, I beg. I'm sorry. But he doesn't understand his true state. So even as we call for the king, he doesn't know what is about to happen. <sighs> In fact, we were, we, we, we were not being we were afraid because the guy would jump and the king will meet him up there. He will come down and the king will meet him. Hey! Till the king was finished. Are you here with me? I said, till what? The cane was finished. That's when the beating stopped. Because when he said, come here. Oh, uncle is calling me. Sit down. Oh, ah. Uncle has called me. He will even fold his legs. Then they are talking. So you know this. this that. Oh, go and bring the cane. Oh, he's going to bring. Because he doesn't understand his true state. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. He didn't understand his true state. And that is how many of us are, even though we call ourselves born again and all that, we don't really understand our true state. And that's where the Bible says that, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Now, when you know this, when God calls you for a meeting, you say, Lord, I already know that you see, you know how it is. You know, I'm sorry. So, you know, I'm even calling the blood to cleanse because before I even came, I actually went to wash up because I know already what it is. Somebody say, I know already what it is. There is none righteous. No, not one. Go to verse number 12. I'm, I'm talking about blood power, but I want you to appreciate why we need the blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It says, they are all gone out of the way. Have you noticed that these days the world is even confused who the Christians are? Have you, or you've not noticed? They can't tell the difference between the, who are the Christians and who are not the Christians. We can't tell the difference because when you are a Christian, there, there is a way you live. There's a way of life. But you see, he said they have all gone out of the way. 
they are together become unprofitable. That's hence the need for the book. Lord, am I good for nothing? Well, so far, you, you, you may be walking around. Oh, Charlie, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But Bible says unprofitable. Then there is none that do have good. No, not one. Wow. How many? Ask your neighbor. Are you beginning to see? It looks like there's trouble. There's a bit of trouble. Uh -huh. Go to the next verse. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of apps is under their lips. Verse 14. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Wow. Verse 15. Their feet are swift to shed blood. 16. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Hallelujah. Next verse. And the way of peace they have not known. Sometimes, you know, when you are trying to solve conflict and you see church members who, and it's like the conflict cannot end. If you can't convince this, if you see a born again, tongue talking Christian who is so angry, so upset, so annoyed that he cannot be appeased. You can't ask the person to cool down. Hey! That's what you see. And the way of peace, they have not known. Do you see? They are so angry. Maybe you're a husband. And then your wife. Charlie, cool down. And I, no, 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 no. It's like, no, 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 no. This one. No, 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 no. Oh, Charlie, the Bible says, this, no, no, no. This one is different. Hey! hey. Huh? Cannot be at peace. Next verse. There is no fear of God before their eyes. No fear of God. No fear of God. That's why during worship, you are texting your girlfriend. Instead of worshiping the Lord, you are, you are in the church texting your girlfriend. God has no fear of God. No fear of God. What's the next verse? Quickly. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before the law. So you see, there is something that the Bible is teaching us, or so what God is saying to us, that you see, as you are sitting here, my dear brother, as you are sitting here before me, my dear sister, you see, you have no leverage to make any argument. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you have no, there's no leverage at all. There, there, there's nowhere you can stand to make an argument that, Charlie, you are okay. Are you here with me? Yeah. So, what Paul is explaining is that, he said there's none righteous. No, not one. And he starts to explain. And then it comes to this, but that now we know that things whatsoever the law saith, it saith to them which are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world, not some of the world, not only Israel, or Israel without the rest of the world, but all the world will become guilty before God. 
So, from the day you are born, then you ask your neighbor, do you understand the preaching that he's preaching? Yeah. From the day you are born, by default, the moment you land, you've not seen, you've not chased any girl, you've not stolen soup from your mother. The moment you arrive, nah, 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 guilty as charged. You see, even before you get to the court, you're already guilty. Hey! I'm, you see, I'm trying to help you to appreciate your so that you will understand why we need the blood. That's, that's what I'm trying to do for you this, this morning. The moment you land, guilty. I'm sure, I'm sure the baby is even crying because maybe later on we should find where we get, we will understand. Why is it that when the baby lands, he doesn't smile? Why doesn't the baby laugh? Oh, hooray, I've come out. I've been hiding around nowhere to move for nine months. Now I'm out. Praise the Lord. But rather when he lands, no. Hey! It's almost like I've entered, <laughs> I've entered into a problem. <laughs> because the moment he landed, no, you are guilty. What did I do? Guilty. What did I not do? Guilty. In the <laughs> Somebody clap for Jesus. I'm not trying to make you sad today, but I'm trying to help you to appreciate what God has done. That's what I'm trying to do. I've taken care of sheep before. I had about 30 or so sheep. We take them to the bush to eat and then do all those things. And one of the interesting things is when you kill one of them. You see, when we take one, maybe during Christmas, then daddy will say, go and take the one with the horn that has. You take that one, you kill it. When you go back to the sheep pen, you will see that they've all backed up into a corner. And then they are all watching. Because they can see that one of us has been taken. Then they begin to wonder. So all this time they've been sweeping the, the sheep pen. They've been giving us grass, sending us to go and eat, bring a vet. Is this our end? Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? If you are born as a sheep, what is your future? If a cow arrives in this world today, what is the future of the cow? The psalmist says, lie soup. <laughs> you arrive as a goat, what is your future? What has the goat done? The goat was sitting in somewhere then God said, scapegoat. Go and catch a goat, kill it, this is scapegoat. I said, ah, that's it. Why are they catching me for scape, whatever? You realize that most of these animals, from the day they are born, from, from at, like, at default, or from default, they have only one future. The future is that you are dying and you are going to somebody's soup, somebody's kebab, uh, what, somebody's uh, meat pie, something. That is the future. That is why when you are around the sheep, they know you've been feeding them, but they are always running because they know that. I know you are giving me meat, but I, food or grass, but I know where this is going to end. 
It's going to end, end with you taking off my head. I know how it's going. That's why they keep running. You always have to catch them. They're chicken and all. That's why they're always running. They know. But the thing is that it looks like Christians, we've forgotten. We've forgotten that we were sinners. We've forgotten the price that Jesus paid with his life and with his blood to buy us back. It is something Christians have forgotten. That, that's why the blood of Jesus is not so precious anymore because I am. Oh, I come to church. I come to church. What, what else do you want to do? What else can I do? Three weeks I came last week. If today I don't come, you know, be anything. Because you've forgotten the price that was paid. If you are like a goat, you'll be very sad. Because the moment you can understand, you know that there's only one end. Are you here with me? Go to verse number 23. Am I preaching to the right people? Or? He said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All. All. Can I ask you another question? Why do you bath every day? Amos, yesterday, did you play in the sand? You played in the sand. Huh? Did you play in the sand yesterday? How many went to jump in dirty water yesterday? You were jumping in it, rolling in the dirty water. But if I should ask, have we all not bathed today? Maybe not yesterday evening, but at least this morning. At least we've tried. Even if you didn't bath, you did some dry cleaning. Hallelujah. Why is it that we bath every day? Because, hmm, <laughs> the sense, forgive. You see, and then you know. By the close of day, you know that even though I can't see the dead, I'm dirty. I don't need to see the dead to know that I'm dirty. Once I've gone through the day and I've come, there's something that I have to bath. So even if you look at our natural lives, it should tell you that, hey, as from the day of guilty as charged, all have, it's like, it's the default thing. That's why Paul will say that Christ died for sinners of whom I'm what? I am the chief. Are you here with me? Christ died for what? Sinners of whom I'm what? I'm the chief. So all, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now let's look at 24. Being justified freely by his grace. Grace is unmerited favor. You don't deserve. So this justification is not something you have done. It's not something you've paid for. It's not something you are qualified for. It is somebody who has just decided that, oh, let, let me help you out. You see, in some tribes, a dog is as good as a cow. Do you get it? They chew, they rear the dogs to kill them and eat. 
So the dogs in some environment, they know that my end is just like a sheep. Me and a sheep, there's no difference. Do you, do you know some places like that? Oh, yeah. Have you tasted some before? I hear dog meat. <laughs> yeah. You see, some of your kebab, and you can't tell whether it's beef or whether it's uh, this thing. Sometimes some of you have been chewing things. So. Hey! So look at this dog. Let's just look at this dog for a moment. On one hand, he's about to die. And then somebody can say, oh, I want a pet. I want a pet. You get it. Then you come. He said, dog, come. Let's go to my house. I, I'm not brought you here to kill you. I just want you to walk around. I'll feed you and everything. Just walk around the house. When you see something you don't like, just back and just be around. You see, that is a decision of somebody. It's like the dog has been justified because actually he was being read to be killed. But then somebody comes and decides that, no, you must live. Just come and walk around. I don't even need you to work. I don't need you to do anything. Just walk around the house. And then when you see something you don't like, just back so that I will know that you've seen something you don't like. That is your whole job. Hey! That is what it means. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's what it means. You see, sometimes you go to somebody's house, then the dog is walking in the city and say, mm, mm, mm. why is the dog walking here? You, you see that the owner has decided that I want this dog to be around. So it's not that the dog is clean because you see, many of us, if I, I should scrap a, a dog or bath a dog in Omo, apply disinfectant, remove every insect and everything and put dusting powder on the dog and everything, Will you like the dog to come and sit in your house? Maybe on your bed with you. Will you allow it? Very few people will allow it. But the thing is that it's not about how clean the dog is. But it's about who has decided to bring the dog close. Somebody has just decided that even though you may have some ticks on you, even though you may not be so clean, even though if you sit on your bed, on my bed, you leave some of your fare, on my bed and then things like that I still want you around and it doesn't matter if you come and lick my face I'll just pick my nails and clean like that that is justification somebody has decided that even though you don't deserve to be close I have decided that you will be close it's just that the dog has to remember that oh I am still a dog who doesn't deserve but I am grateful for this opportunity to be around my master. That is why when the master comes, then the dog will start to wiggle the tail. He's excited to see the, husband, the, the, the master because I don't deserve to be here. But this man has given me the opportunity to be here. And I am grateful and I'm rejoicing over this opportunity to be close. That is Christianity. And what I'm saying is that as Christians and as a church, it looks like we've forgotten that we were like dogs that somebody has brought close. We've forgotten that thing. So it's like we move around as though we are, we are even angels. We've forgotten that we are the chief of sinners 
who have been justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Christians have forgotten this thing. And you see, that is why we are able to walk in pride. That is why there are so many fights in the church. That is why there are breakaways. Because we've forgotten how we came to become Christians. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. Redemption, that is in Christ Jesus. When you remember that somebody is the one that has actually decided for you to be close, it keeps you humble. That is why we need the blood. Because when we come, how does God make us clean? He makes us clean by applying the blood of his son to us. How do you become clean? By applying that, what God has to apply to make you clean. That's the same thing you will also have to apply for yourself to be clean. This is why we need the blood of Jesus Christ. Guilty as what? Charged. Psalm 51 verse 5. Put on the screen for us. Psalm 51 verse 5. 51. 5, 1 and 5. Behold, I was born shaping in what? Iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive. You see? Even your forming in the womb there was sin all around. You get it. There was what? Prince. Is that Prince? Are you okay? Sit up properly. Give me the amplified. 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 AMP. Behold, I was brought forth in a state of iniquity. My mother was sinful who conceived me, and I too am sinful. This is David talking, the man after God's own heart. So you see that David didn't become a man after God's own heart, say that, oh, so me, I'm holy, and then this, that. But he acknowledged that, look, I'm not, I'm not a correct person. From my mother's womb, even when I was being formed, I was not correct. I was not, my mother was not correct and I'm also not correct and I live a life that is not correct. Are you there with me? Go to verse 1. He said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to the multitude of your tender mercy and loving kindness. Blot out my transgressions. Verse 2. Wash me thoroughly and repeatedly from my iniquity. He's asking God to what? Wash him thoroughly and repeatedly. That is why we need the blood. Because we need to be always washed thoroughly and repeatedly. Like bathing. You see, the next time you take your bath, you must remember what the blood of Jesus does for you. I said the next time you take your bath, remember what the blood of Jesus does for you. From my iniquity and guilt, 
and cleanse me and make me wholly pure from my sin. Verse 3. For I am conscious of my transgressions and I acknowledge them. My sin is ever before me. Hallelujah. You see, when you work with sheep, there is no way after working with the sheep, you will not smell like a sheep. Even if you bath all the sheep today, and even as you take them back, you will still smell of the sheep. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So when you arrive, guilty as charged, you see, as you are moving, guilty as charged, then blood of Jesus. Within two seconds, you are guilty as charged again. When God put two and two together, all the sheep on earth will get finished and these, my guys, they are sins. We will not have finished washing them. We need an eternal blood that will continue to work every day, all the time, every day, every year for the rest of their lives. There must be an eternal blood that they can apply today, they can apply tomorrow, next week, next year, 20 years from there. There must be something that is always cleansing them. That is what is called the blood of Jesus. The next time you take communion, remember this blood. Amen. How many understanding what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. When you have this understanding, that's when you say, so, Oh God, thank you for loving me. You understand why you are thanking God for loving you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why you, when you are singing, you are the reason. It's not just a song. But you realize that where would I have been without the Lord helping me? Being with me and helping me. Where would I have been? What, I mean, if I died today, where would I have gone? In the first service, we even noticed that a sheep is more precious than... Because the sheep, we can use the skin for shoes. We can chew the meat. Me, when I die, you can't chew my meat. We have, everything has to go. We have to bury you. Everything has to go. But when a cow... When a cow, we kill a cow, a cow. We can make shoes. We can make jackets. We can make fair coats. We can have beef. We can have what? Steak. We can have sausages. All these things come from the same. <laughs> can have willy. <laughs> Amen. Hey. This is why you must appreciate. And the whole point is that. Understand where you are coming from. Who you are then the blood of Jesus will be precious to you. Then the blood of Jesus will be precious to you. But if you don't, uh, me, I'm okay. I'm holy already. I don't, uh, whatever. So I, I don't even need the blood because I'm okay. When you don't understand it, then you think like that. But when you realize that, hey, for I am conscious of my transgressions and acknowledge them, my sin is ever before me. Then say, you will then understand why you need the blood. Let's look at another verse. First, first John chapter 1 verse 7. Very quickly. First John 1 7. First John 1 7. It says, But if we regularly are living and walking in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of 
of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes from us all sin and guilt, keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Yes. You see, that, that is one of the things. He said, if we fellowship with one another, that is, that is the effect. That's why the devil will tell you that I was in church three weeks ago. I was in church last week. If this week I don't come, it's no be anything. Because he's pushing you to a corner where you will not be cleansed so that you can have other problems. Are you here with me? Look at it. It puts it very nicely. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes from us or us from all sin and guilt keeping us cleansed from all sin and in all its forms and manifestations. Wow. Is it not a blessing? Yeah. Amen. This is what the blood of Jesus does for us. If serving God is important to you, ask your neighbor, is serving God important to you? Amos, look at your neighbor. Is it, is it important to you? Yeah. And then when you get up in the morning, you see when you are coming, it's like, hey, God has tried to. God, I, I, don't, I don't deserve to be in heaven, but God has decided I should be there. Hey, thank you, Jesus. 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 And probably our last verse for today, Romans chapter 5, verse 11. Romans chapter 5, verse 11. The Bible says, not only so, but we also rejoice and what? Exultingly glory in God, in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation. When you don't understand what has happened to you, when you don't understand it, you don't rejoice. That, that is why we have many Christians who don't rejoice in their salvation. It, it, it's like the salvation is a, it's a necessary evil. It, it, it's a problem you can't do away with. You know, Charlie, she said, they me. I remember our days. Charlie, I used to have seven girlfriends, Charlie. Then they'll be fighting among themselves. But now, I'm born again. Glory to God. <laughs> the bad thing that happened to you is that you got born again. But Paul is saying here that, but not only so, but we also rejoice. Maybe let's look at verse 10. Let's read from verse number 5, 5-8. Uh, uh, Go to 5-8 and let's read down very quickly. Projector man, be quick. 5-8. 5-8. Okay. But God shows, he clearly improves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. Whilst we were still sinners, he died for us. Verse number 9. Therefore, 
since we are now justified, acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood, how much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the, what? Indignation and wrath of God. So do you see what is happening? There was indignation and wrath waiting for us. But we have been what? Justified, acquitted, de declared not guilty. When you were born into this world, guilty as charged. But the moment you found Christ, then God said, because of Jesus Christ, you are no longer guilty. Because of Jesus, you are no longer guilty. No longer guilty. Amen. So acquitted, it means from now, because of Jesus, you are acquitted. They brought, they, you say an accuser, they say you are a murderer, you are a killer, you are a sinner, you don't respect holy things, you are some way, and then when they brought you to court, and they said, who is your lawyer? My lawyer is Jesus Christ. If Jesus is your lawyer, you are acquitted, not guilty. You can go free. Hey! And that thing that Jesus does is what we are saying that you as a Christian, it must be precious to you. Don't treat it as a light thing. That's what we are saying. And brought into right relationship with God. So from the moment you are born, you can't have the right relationship with God. But because of Jesus Christ, now you can have a right relationship with God. Are you there with me? By Christ's blood, how much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God. There's a final wrath coming. And it's this same Jesus that will save us from this final wrath that is coming. Go to verse number 10, quickly. For if while we were, what, enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled, that we shall be saved daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life. Okay? Go to verse 11. Then it says, not only so, but we also rejoice. So it's not that Christ has just done something, that is all, but in the light of what Christ has done, it causes us to rejoice because now we have hope. Now we are going somewhere. Now we can be with God. So now we have hope. You see? And then he continues to say, and exalt and glory in God and in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation. And that is why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because he appreciates what has been done for him. He appreciates it. He understands it. Yeah. That is why David will say, one thing have I desired, and that thing I will seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my, my life. Yeah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Then, um, Psalm 27 verse 4. 
Are you there with me? Yeah. I'm almost ending. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in his presence, all the days of my life, to behold and to gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the distinct what? The, the delight. The delight what? Loveliness of the Lord. And to, the, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. This is what happens when we start to understand, when we start to understand our state, that Christ died for sinners whom we are chief. And there's no hope for us but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus can give us a chance. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Quickly. In whom we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation. Through what? Through what? Through what? Then the remission, forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, and trespasses. In accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor. Amen. So we are brought back from whatever sin can do to us through what? The blood of Jesus. That is why we sing songs like, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other mount i know nothing but the blood that's why we sing mojanti na me yesu mojanti that's what that song means. That's what that song means. Keep on. You are rather disturbing us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. That's what the blood does for us. Today, from today, when you wake up in the morning, when you are taking a shower, remember what the blood does. Oh, yes. The next time we are taking communion, remember what the blood does. How hopeless our situation was. And by his blood, by his blood, our whole story has changed. Just by the blood of Jesus. Our whole story, our whole story has changed. That, that, that is why I lead worship. Because I, I, know, I know what Christ has done for me. Eh? Oh yes. That's why I tell you, lift your hands to the Lord. Oh, I know what God has done for us. That's why I say that's why we say what? What was the song? Casting crowns. 
When you cast your crowns, you put away that you're high and mighty that you think you are. That's what it means to cast your crown. Before God, what is your crown? You have to throw it somewhere. Because no, no matter who you are. Let me give this last illustration and try to close here. You know, when Jesus was dying on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. Who should he forgive? When you look down, if you are hanging on the cross, imagine yourself on the cross looking down. You see that, Father, forgive them. Peter, John, James, Matthew, all those guys, they were down there. So forgive all these guys. Uh, forgive Mary. He was also forgive then the high priest and the rest. Forgive all the pastors. Then what? The prophets. You see all these prophets. Forgive. Oh, you see the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. So oh, when Jesus said, "Father, forgive them," it's like whatever you call Christianity and whatever you call serving God in those days, everything is useless. All these people, if God doesn't forgive them, there's no chance. I understand what I'm saying. That's why you and I need the blood, though. Which prophet? What? What? What is it? Simeon in the temple or Anna? Oh, praise God! They came, they saw things and whatever. But when Christ was on the, they forgive, forgive them, all of them. They were inside, including Paul, who will get born again later. All of them, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. He said, "Father, forgive them." That that should show you that. It's, you see, that's why we cast our crown because you may be a high priest, but the value is still the same. Oh, yes. You may be what? Uh, potentate, whatever. But when you stand before God, there's only one response. You got to cast that crown. Go and ask the 24 elders. They cast even the angels who have not sinned like us. They have to cast their crown because before the God we are standing. That's why we sing that song. In case you don't know, Casting crowns, lifting hands, bowing. That's why we sing that song. It's all we've come to do. Amen. It's not just a nice song. But when you begin to think of the blood, and not only the blood, but when you think of yourself, how unholy we are, how we are so destined to hell. It's like you don't need to do anything. Just sit on earth, stay in one room. Don't go out. Don't insult anybody. Just from the day you are born. Just sit in one room. When you die, straight to hell. You don't have to do anything. Because the moment you land there is guilty as charged. But sit in that same room and let the blood of Jesus locate you in that room. Your story changes. Your story changes. Ladies and gentlemen, as I close, let the blood of Jesus be precious to you. And then understand your state. Understand that we are sinners. Without Christ, there's no hope. When we have this understanding, our Christian lives, how we behave in church, everything will start. Be, it will be very different. Oh, I'm telling you. Stand to your feet. You want to pray today? You want to say, Lord, I thank you for the blood. Hey, I've realized that, I, I, I said I'm born again, I'm in church, but I've realized that, hey, I'm actually guilty as charged, but today, may the blood of Jesus, may it change my story. Somebody begin to pray.
you want to thank God for what the blood of Jesus does in your life shall we pray and give thanks to the Lord one more time Oh yes, Lord, we thank you. Oh yes, Lord, we bless your name. We give you glory. Oh yes, Lord, we give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Oh yes, Lord, let your name be lifted up. Let your name be praised. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be here today. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. As we've said, for there is none righteous, no, not one. Without Jesus, is guilty as charged. Without Jesus, whether you are good or bad, Without Jesus, there's only one destination. It's called hell. So if you are here today, you don't know this Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. If you are here like that, why not lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you right now. If you are here like that. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are giving us understanding. How precious your blood is. How precious our salvation is. From today, we will say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Lord, now I know what sin can really do. Sin really is in my life to destroy me. But I thank you for the blood. Because of the blood, I have another chance. Because of the blood, I can be with you again. I'm so grateful. I give you glory. I give you honor in Jesus' name. And shall we all say, Amen. Wow, put your hands together for the Lord. You may be seated. Wow. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you, and we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.